Back to this podcast, Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday, 12 of the college football season is among us. Had tons and tons and tons of basketball games tonight, but I bet you Connor doesn't want to. Not really. It's actually a basketball game right now, and I have it currently leads to Arkansas. You'll find out the winner after that. I don't have any action on it. I know Connor doesn't have any action on it. You're goddamn right. That's too damn bad. But... Let's jump into the biggest games of the college football weekend because we are a college basketball and a college football podcast, yes. But this is so early on in the college basketball season. And honestly, I mean, you're a, you're not like as big of a college basketball fan as you're in college football, but you're a big college basketball fan. Yeah. This has been, you know, to you have to let these teams kind of feel each other out. There is spots where you can find a lot of edges here, but we're still trying to gauge what these teams are because there's so many teams right now that – like, if you do, what do they call that where it's like, if this team beat this team and this team beat this Transitive team. properties. Yeah, like Grambling State could be the best team in the country. Yeah. Like there's ways to do stuff like that, and it's it's just been not, not stop chaos. With the transfer portal, it's working both, both ways. Yes, the mid-majors are getting their players plucked to go fill spots into, like, the high-major programs, but also some of these high-major guys that initially did not, you know, fit into a big school are transferring down. And these big schools, some of these big schools that are transfer-filled, you know, still don't have, like, they're still not gelling. And some of these mid-major schools are still, they have the same team from a year ago, and they just have a leg up. It's going to sort itself out. We don't know who's the best team. They're they're going to switch. So we're not going to blow all our bankroll here early on. We're going to talk about the sport. Yeah, that it's, we're, the same, it's the same thing as we talk about week zero and week one for college football. Like, don't blow your bankroll the first couple weeks. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. And we're winding down here, and we're getting to we got two more weeks to really decipher, and we still have spots open for the college football playoff. This one's going to have implications on it, and the spread is super low. TCU linked two and a half points at Baylor, a line that shocked me. Biggest what does ra- Vegas know? This is like the biggest rat line of the week. I mean, TCU coming off of the high of the Texas game, probably their biggest win of the season, which is weird to say considering Texas is six and four. But I want you I'll, to take a guess, sorry to interrupt you, on the percentage of bets coming in at, on TCU right now. I think it's I think it's uh, Which is crazy. Sixty five percent. Seventy Nine percent of the picks are on exactly, TCU, which and terrifies me. It, it, yeah, it terrifies me too. We'll get to my pick later, but I mean, Baylor also just came off an absolute ass kicking to Kansas State. What was I can't remember? Thirty-one, three. Yeah, something. And like it's that. two and a half. Exactly. Like this is in my top ten picks, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Talk about it right now. But. I also have this in my top ten plays. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many implications for this game for Big 12, for playoff, all kinds of things, and this spread's just so weird. What kind of game do you think we're going to get? Like, how if Baylor's going to win this football game, like, what kind of style do we have to play? Because Max Duggan has kind of, like, 
he's kind of fallen off, fallen off a little bit. He hasn't. They've yeah, been basically just running the ball. Yeah, crazy. Miller has been the bright spot for TCU these last couple weeks. Just being able to run the ball. I'm pretty sure he scored. He scored one of the yeah the biggest play of the Texas game was his run, but uh, yeah I mean I don't know if they're starting to think that TCU has hit their peak and now it's gonna start coming down. I I don't know. I think if Baylor wants to win this game, control possession, limit the explosive plays for TCU, keep Quentin Johnson in check. And just like a low scoring, ugly game. Like maybe that's how you win it. Like TCU just won an ugly game against Texas, but see if they could do it again. I don't know. Yeah. You know what's funny about like just this TCU team to me is the American sports fan, like the typical American sports fan, to me always believes in a team of destiny. We just refuse to believe TCU is a team of destiny. Like nobody believes in them. No. None of us do. I don't believe it. No, I, I mean, we've know. talked about it that, like, if we think they make it to the playoff in that four seed, they're going to get destroyed by Georgia. Yeah, they they would have to – God, I don't I – don't, there's no scenario in my head, though, if they do make it, because they would be two or three that they win their first game. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. And – but, I mean, I guess still going undefeated and making there would be awesome. But, I don't know. We'll get to this game later because I also have a play in this game, too. Um Switch out here to Illinois plus 17.5 at Michigan. The Illini are still alive. Kind of stumbling into this game a little into bit. Into the Big couple, Ten West. couple losses. And, but yeah. they are not looking very good as of late. Yeah, I know. Two I've... teams that also typically kind of play the same style. Try to run the ball, play good defense. But one team just does it a lot better than the other. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, these are kind of... Like, I want to say carbon copies of each other, but it just feels like it feels like Illinois is a poor man's Michigan. Yeah, run the ball, win with your defense. Um, I don't have any plays on this game. If I were to have this a play on this game, I think I would lay the points with Michigan because in my mind, obviously next week determines if Michigan or Ohio State making into the playoff and obviously playing the Big Ten Championship. But say Michigan does lose to Ohio State. If they get some style points against Illinois, it could do wonders for them that if they lose to Ohio State, they can make it into the playoffs still. So for that reason, I think I'd lay the points with Michigan, but like I'm not willing to lay any money on this game. The only thing that worries me about them trying to get style points is when they're such a run-dominant team, it's a little harder to get style points when the clock is moving. Yeah, exactly. But I do see what you're saying because obviously, and we've alluded to it 90 times, like that non-con for Michigan was poop. Yeah, but also seeing how the Nebraska game ended that they were trying for a last-second field goal like that just makes me think Jim, Jim Harbaugh is trying to get as many style points, blow teams out, like make the like maybe think that the playoff committee might just <laughs> box score check this game and see the score and be like, oh, that's style. So I don't know. I just feel like they're gonna try to get style points, but who knows? Maybe Illinois can pull the upset. 
Yeah, I don't hilarious, think, I don't think, I don't this, think this is like a look-ahead spot or anything like that. They're going to— No, I think Illinois is a good enough team that Michigan realizes they don't need to—they can't look ahead. They need to focus on Illinois. So, yeah, I think that there's no look-ahead, really. Obviously, we we all know what's ahead of them, but I think they're really focused on Illinois. Dude, next week's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm scared shitless, but yeah. Yeah. Like, seriously, like, as an Ohio State fan, if you lose two in a row to Michigan, like, what do you do? Go sit in that road right out there and wait 20 minutes for a car to come by. Because as much as I don't like Ohio State fans, I equally don't like Michigan fans and kind of just sit back and watch the rivalry happen. They're so obnoxious just because they lost how many in a row before last year? Nine. They're going to win two in a row and be way more obnoxious than the, than the nine wins. Yeah, and I mean, it could have been ten, but they pushed out COVID year. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was a good move by Michigan. I, w- <laughs> I will, I will forever take that to my grave that Michigan just straight up pushed out. I don't give a fuck about your COVID. You knew what was going to happen to you. Yeah, that was – we're not going to were going to – You were going to – like Ryan Day said in that post-interview thing with the Big Ten – I hope they have a mercy rule because I'm going to drop a hundred on you. That was determined to happen. Obviously, that was two, three years ago, and I'm nervous this year. So, we'll see what happens. All right, the two big ones out here in the Pac-12. Let's start with Utah. Utah is minus two at Oregon. What is the status of Bo Nix? No idea. <laughs> but that that line leads me to think that well, this it's not looking the, good. Well, this line also completely flipped. Because Oregon was two-and-a-half-point favorites to start the week, and now this has flipped to Utah minus two-and-a-half. So I think— But that's what I'm saying. I think that's like, I think Vegas might know something we don't. Yeah, I know, but like hearing some of Dan Lanning's comments of like not one to really know, I don't really know what to take away from that. Like He wants the competitive edge of not letting Utah know who's going to be at quarterback. But if Bo's out— I'm not confident in Oregon. I'm not. No. Do you have a play on this game at all? I don't. Because uh, of Bo Nix's injury, I don't know. It, like, for Oregon's sake, I'm praying that Bo Nix is playing. Because if not, they probably lose this game. If anything, I think I would leave it over. Because Utah's, like, rush defense isn't anything crazy. Oregon that was the, the weird thing is that the – Line flipped, but the over-under stayed exactly where it was at. Oh, really? Yeah. The the over, the over That line has not moved whatsoever, even though— That doesn't make any sense. I know. This line has completely flipped, but I don't know if they're trying to say, well, if Bo Nix isn't playing, there's a good chance for Oregon turnovers and Utah could still score. I, I don't know. Like They're thinking that the loss of Bo— flips it for Utah. Yeah, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know. That's weird. But, yeah, the over to me makes a little bit of sense here because, I mean, Cam Rising can throw all over this Oregon secondary. It's been their weak spot all year. We saw what Penix did last week. And then Utah's rush defense isn't anything crazy. So, like, I don't know. I would – this is one, if you're going to bet the number, like you're waiting up until kickoff to find out the status of bonus. Yeah, don't – I would say don't place any bets until you know – Unless you're – unless you're – all over Utah, regardless if Nix is playing. Yeah, or you want to be on Oregon and have an advantage if Bo Nix is playing. 
Yeah, just let it ride out a little bit. Wait, bet this one to the line. <coughs> kind of goes finalizing. The sharps will come in today, and we'll, that line's going to move anyway. Yeah. All right. The Pac-12 happens year after year. Finds a way to ruin their chances of going to the playoff. They have one hope left, and that is USC. They are two and a half point favorites at UCLA. That's crazy because I've seen this line drop down to USC minus one and a half, and then it, I mean this line's been all over the place. Connor, can the Pac-12? And the thing is, too, even with a win here and man, USC winning the Pac-12, it does not guarantee them a spot in the playoff, anyways. But this is their last shot. Yeah. Yeah. In a game where the football gods are just telling me to hammer UCLA and is going to ruin the Pac-12. But USC has been playing very well. Caleb Williams has been amazing this year. Especially with some of his wide receivers going down. Now the interesting part is this is the first game without Travis Dye. So how much does that change things up? Yeah, I feel like he's just been so Caleb Williams has just been so forgotten about since he plays out on the West Coast. Like no one, the casual football fan is not talking about him at all, and he's well. Maybe if the Pac-12 network was more available, we'd actually be able to watch it. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. Now I compared that a lot to Flow Sports. I tweeted it out like last week. If I had a dollar for every Pac-12 game, Pac-12 network game that I bet on, I'd probably have enough money for a subscription. Do you know what they do with your um? Like with Roku, you have to like get the Pac-12 Network app on your phone. You have to mirror it to your TV. That's weird. Like, why can't I just download the goddamn Pac-12 Network app and put See, my this TV is, provider in and watch the goddamn game? This is the problem with these college football people is they don't understand that we will absorb as much college football as you will possibly give us. If you make that more accessible, people will buy that subscription all over the U.S. to watch those Pac-12 network games, especially the degenerates like the two sitting at this table right now. Yeah, but we'll watch every goddamn minute of it, and then it's the just... same thing. Like, thankfully, even though we are in the middle of Ohio, I have the ACC network, and I'm able to watch it on TV and be able to watch all their alternate things on ESPN Plus. Pac-12, get your fucking shit together. Yeah. Do you have a play in this game, Connor? I do. We'll get to it in the top ten picks. We're, but. We're there. Well, yeah, okay. Uh, but, <laughs> we're there. But I will say, because I have seen it too many goddamn times, I am sprinkling on UCLA money line. But okay. it's not an official pick, but I just want to say I am sprinkling on UCLA Moneyline because this happens year in, year out. Pac-12 destroys itself. But for my official play for this game, I am on the over 73 and a half. I bet this early. What's it at right now? <laughs> Figured you had Do you know play. what that line opened up? It was something crazy. So this is the game I'm thinking of, or else I'm just gonna look like a complete moron. But what's what's new? Uh, I want to say it was. It's at 76 right now. <laughs> I'd still take it, honestly. But yeah, I'm on the over. I think that there's. We all know what USC's defense is. We saw that the last time they played a comparable offense in Utah, U- the Utah was able to put 40 something. 
I think that UCLA's offense is better than Utah's. I think this game, first of 50 wins. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right there. And, you know, I have one play in this game, too, and I'm taking, for the show purposes, I'll take the points in the two and a half. I think UCLA wins this game outright. It's just, it, to me, it's another principal play here. The pack, This is what the Pac-12 does. Yeah. They they blow themselves up. Maybe it's not going to be this week. Maybe it'll be in the big uh, the Pac-12 title game. But I also just don't think USC is that much better than UCLA. No, I I mean I think like obviously I think a lot of people are down on UCLA now because of what happened against Arizona. That Arizona team, I know, like I've been beating the drum on them all season. That Arizona team is not the Arizona pass no, that went over, but. Yeah, I mean, that was a good offense, so I think that, like, I think I think UCLA can win this game. Like, I honestly thought that when this opened up, UCLA should have been the favorite. Yeah, it's at two and a half. I'll take the two and a half for the show, but I'm definitely going to buy a half and get the three there. What? All right, heading back to the big games. I said this was a rat line. But I'm falling for the rat line. Give me TCU minus two and a half. I think they blow the doors off of Baylor. I have been beating the drum the last couple weeks that Baylor is not really that good. And I think it's going to be proven again this weekend. Do you know why I don't like that play for you? Why? Because I'm also taking it. And I have just refused to get on the the TCU bandwagon all year. (laughs) And I'm jumping on it in week 12. I think so too. I mean, I don't. This is one where if, you know, if the Sharps come in and they dominate this line, they win it, like, so be it. This is the right side. This is by far the right side. Yeah. There's no reason that, I mean, wasn't this the same line that was last week for Kansas State? I'm, hold on, I'm an idiot. I have. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Because I'm pretty sure I bet it. Well, I know you bet it. No, Kansas State was two point, two and a half point dogs okay. to Baylor. Transitive properties, Baylor's going to get their ass whooped. Yeah, I, I don't care. I'm yeah, I don't care. If I'm wrong, I will I will admit on here that if, if we come in and Baylor ended up winning the game or just covering the two and a half, I will come in here and still say I will bet this a thousand out of a thousand times. A thousand percent. All right, next in the ugly game of the week. Give me Iowa, Minnesota under 32 and a half. No way you're betting that. I am betting it. No way. It's still there. I don't know. It's it's, still 32 and a half. It hasn't moved. I don't care. This is giving ugly. What's the score? Give me a score. 10-17. Who wins? Minnesota. That is that is insane. I as out of principle, I think I would have it's to just leave. Two over. good defenses. <laughs> 32 points. I know. It's two good defenses versus subpar offenses that are more predicated on the run than passing the ball. I don't care. That is 32 points. I I want to see. Let me take a guess on the percentage of bets coming in. Oh, on, yep. Mo, yep. This I'm not shocked by this. Fifty-eight percent on the over. It's actually seventy percent of the bets on the over. Or on the over, yes. I don't fucking care. Sharp bet of the week. That is awesome. I give you props for betting. You're gonna watch it. I've been betting some of the ugliest unders 
this season. You do know, though, it's I forget the percentage. It's like 60 some odd percent of the time a total is under like 35 that the under hits because basically they're. Gonna... I don't know because them service academy teams have been propping that up for years. But no, that the under hits. Oh, the under hits. Okay, yes, I thought that you, the under. Hits. I thought you were trying to say the over hits. Okay, I no, because I... Vegas is basically trying to bait you right now. Yeah, like for the dumb casual better. Like we're gonna get so much of this coming here soon because we have literally what a two like a month and a half before it's legal here in, in Ohio. Yeah. So many dumbass betters are gonna be like, well, that's way too damn low, and then try to hammer the over. Yeah, because it's just, they don't know how the ship works. Yeah, but yeah, that's. That's ugly, but I don't completely hate it. Halftime score of three to seven. All right. For me, I'm going to take Ohio State. First half minus 16 and a half. I don't want to play. I don't want to play the whole game. But I think it's going to be very similar to last week. They're going to run the score up, get CJ's Heisman stats in, and they're going to try to get the fuck out of there. Huge game next week. This isn't. This is a little different than the Ohio than the Michigan Illinois spot. Like this, Ohio Ohio State's not losing to Maryland, but you know, like if they would drop some weird game like that, they could still make the playoff. Michigan, I don't think could. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to run the score up, get the hell out of there. They don't need the style points. Let CJ get his style points. Let him get the stats and get the hell out of there. I just don't want a fourth quarter when the second unit of Ohio State comes in and maybe. Maryland has a couple late drives. Like Indiana made that game very interesting, like betting wise, last week. I think this is a blowout in the first half, and then I don't really give a shit about what happens in the second. So, as much as you were on Tennessee first quarter over or lines, Ohio State has been one of the best for has been the best, the number one rated team on point differential in the first quarter. Second half, they're sixth in the nation. But still, I mean, I like that play that, I mean, I think they can cover that. There's two plays I, okay, if you want to get really crazy here. Hmm. Why is it just minus seven in the first quarter? So worst case scenario, they just are up a touchdown, you push. Yeah. I don't hate that. Well. I don't hate that at all either. All right. Either way, I'm going to take over now. Two teams that I absolutely love playing against each other, so I'm just going to take the over. Give me the Wazoo, Arizona, over 63.5. Two very good offenses. I know Wazoo's defense is, I want to say, substantially better, but a lot better than Arizona's defense, even though Arizona's defense looked good against UCLA. I still think there's... A lot of points in this game, and this game's probably on the Pac-12 network, and guess what? I won't fucking be able to watch it. Oh, it is on the the Pac-12 network? That's, that's so I It probably is, because that is just my luck. Every time I have... I can't... Like, I, I already referenced that if I had a dollar, I'd be able to buy a subscription. How much, is a, how much is a subscription? I don't even know. I haven't even bothered looking it up, but I just think there's a lot of points in this game. And I think it's just going to be a fun game that only the people on the West Coast will be able to watch. All right. Shoot me with another one. Obviously, I'm going to be mixing some basketball ones in here, too. All right. So, heading back to the well with a team that has been very good for me, cash their win total, and has hit several single bets for me, and possibly a Big 12 bet 
maybe down the road if they keep winning. But give me Kansas State minus seven and a half. I forgot who they were playing. Pausing. <laughs> West Virginia. I understand West Virginia got the big win against Oklahoma last week. We talked about it a little bit. This West Virginia team isn't the greatest team. I know I was on them from the get-go. It was pro- it was predicated on JT Daniels having faith in him again. But thing that worries me the most is Neil Brown in his uh, press conferences has been talking about playing all three quarterbacks. I know Green ended up ending the game for West Virginia. I can't remember if they – I didn't have eyes on the game until – the end, and then I realize, oh shit, Green's in. But I don't know what's up with JT Daniels. But also, they're talking about playing the freshman Nico. So, when you are talking about possibly playing all three quarterbacks, I don't have much faith in you. Plus, West Virginia's AD just got fired, so I think Neil Brown's firmly on the hot seat, and I don't think it's going to get any cooler. I think Kansas State with this defense is just going to be able to shut down West Virginia and put up whatever the fuck they want to. Okay, I'm sticking the Big 12 here. I'm going back. I'm going back. Give me Oklahoma State plus 7.5 at Oklahoma. You want to know what's fucking crazy? Bedlam is this week and nobody gives a fuck. But who does give a fuck is Oklahoma State. Yes. Because this rivalry is dead and they have, I think, is this the last shot? They, it's, I don't. Either way, I think it's. I can't remember when they're supposed to go. Either next. way, this is gonna be the last shot to rub it in Oklahoma's face. At Oklahoma. you know, Oklahoma's five and five. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, they're not good. I know. And as somebody that's on that was on Oklahoma's under win total for them to be five and five, I never could have projected this. No, but, we were looking at like trying to get it like nine and three. Eight and four. Exactly. Nine and three was my number. I'm like, they're going to have three losses at least. No, they have fucking five. And they might not make a bowl. And look, because I don't, I think there's a very good chance Oklahoma State can win this game outright. Like I said, they're going to throw this in their face. The rivalry is dead. This is the last time they're going to be able to do it in Oklahoma. The Big 12 as a whole are, is pissed off that Oklahoma is leaving the way they did it. And also, like Spencer saying, like this is Spencer Sanders' last shot in his rivalry game too. He's been there ten years. I don't know if he's playing for. I'm not. We're not 100 sure yet. Yeah, but either way, his spirits are going to be up in there. And also, there's a to me a giant disparity in the coaches here. Like Mike Gundy's been in this rivalry forever. Brett Venable, kind of low key, might be a stooge. We don't know yet. I mean, he's been he was in this rivalry. Very early, but obviously he made the move to Clemson, yada, yada, yada. But he's been part of this rivalry. He's not been, like, the the guy. No, no, he was the D.C., but. Give me Oklahoma State in the points. I think there's a good chance they'll win this game outright, too. All right, I don't hate it. Uh, Going back to the well of fading a team, I am worried because the team that I'm on could have a little bit of a letdown spot, but give me Washington minus 31 against Colorado. It's I, back. I'm not. I I only have two more weeks to fade Colorado. It's sad. So, hey, it's worked the last two weeks for me. So yeah, give me Washington minus thirty-one. I know it is a little bit of a letdown spot after having the big win against uh, Oregon. I there's absolutely no threat of Washington losing this game, but maybe for spread purposes, it could get a little funky at the end. 
I still don't care. There could be a chance that Washington, with their passing attack, could be covering this at halftime. <laughs> what is um? How many plays you got left? I have a total of one, two, three, four. Four plays left. I have one, two, five basketball, and then a couple football here. So we get these football ones out of here. I'm a little nervous about this one because of what they did to Georgia Tech. Last oh week. no! I'm not don't, doing the don't spread. Don't do it. Okay. But this Clemson defense is really, really good. I'm going to take Miami under 14 and a half te- team total points oh, here. God, that is ugly. That is a low, low number. Disgusting. But I think Clemson's front I four. I don't hate it though. Dominates Miami's offensive line, and whoever the fuck is playing quarterback for Miami's running for their life switches. It seems like every other drive. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not comfortable betting Clemson spread. I don't trust that offense enough. But I don't think Miami does anything good. I really like that play, honestly. Fourteen and a half points. Give them two touchdowns. That's fine. Miami's offense bad. Clemson defense very good. Plus, who knows? Maybe Clemson's trying to make get some style points. They do have to. Yeah, if they have, if they want to have any hope of making the playoff, they have to win with style points. That's why. I kind of would lean spread, but I, that 14 and a half under for Miami, and, and I love here's it. Here's what I think about style points, too. What This might just be for me. I don't know what those dumb motherfuckers in the committee do because I don't – for one, that's a whole that's a whole other discussion. I don't think yeah. – I don't like it, but whatever. Yeah. To me, if I see style points, you know what looks better to me Low. is 38 to nothing than what Tennessee did to Missouri, like 20 <coughs> – or 66 to like 12, was it, 28, 24. 24. I think the 38 nothing looks better. Yeah. To me. So I think it could be something like that. They're going to dominate it with defense stylistically. Yeah, defensive style points game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But still, like, an adequate offensive performance as well. All right. Back to me. Again, going back to the well. Air Force, minus 21 against Colorado State. Oh, are you going to do the Colorado bun- or parlay? Colorado parlay is back in live and well gonna keep it going man i i we've been on this air force team i don't know i'm pretty sure their win total's done but air force, air force yeah but still i think air force destroys colorado state so you have three left three left all right i'll just get into i'm gonna do these basketball ones now so first one connor i'm finally with you here i Remember I told you when it when this stuff was happening, we have to wait and see if this team is legit or not. But Saturday at noon, Stetson is playing Niagara. The spread is probably going to look – we're looking at probably like a three-point spread. I am taking up to six. I think this team is something that analytics kind of did not have nearly as good as what this team actually could be for this reason alone. Luke Brown. Luke Brown was a guard who transferred from Ball State and didn't even have a picture. He doesn't have a picture on the Stetson roster. He didn't show up anywhere on Bartorvik, didn't show up anywhere on Kempom. Dude's averaging 24 points a game, can shoot the hell out of the basketball. Now, is Stetson going to compete in the A-Sun? Probably not. Liberty's still head and shoulders better than everybody. But if you're only laying like more than likely three points against a MAAC school, I like it. And you're coming off of big wins off of South Florida and Florida State. Like, this team is rolling. I love it. 
give me I'm willing to lay up because obviously the spreads aren't out yet. I'm willing to lay up to like seven and a half points with stats in here. Don't hate it. You you like this team. Just because they keep fucking destroying <laughs> everybody. You like this team. I know you do. Alright, back to me now. Uh so putting a fade on hold, but still having them kind of a fade on them. Give me the Stanford Cal under 46 and a half. I did say I was going to keep fading Stanford for the rest of the season. I don't trust this Cal team, so I'm staying away from the spread. But I think this is going to be just an ugly fucking game. And like you I, said, too, I, you think Stanford's probably mailed it in, too. So how much is this offense going to go out there? Exactly. Like like I said, for the Iowa-Minnesota game, I realistically could I, – I don't see either team hitting 20. Maybe. I don't know. What was your number you got it at? 46 and a half. I like that a lot, actually. I I just don't see a lot offense. The only thing that will worry me a little bit is Cal has had some random, like, competent football games. Yeah. I mean, it's happened, but also they've had the complete, like, what are you doing? So, yeah, I, like I said, I wanted to take... I, I want to take Cal, but I just do not trust them whatsoever. I just, I think this is going to be an ugly fucking game. All right, I do have one more football play I forgot about. It was a great story. It was. They were 6-0, and ranked in the, would have been, they were actually ranked at one point in the college football playoff rankings, but it just came crashing down. I, I'm taking Wake Forest minus 10 against Syracuse. I just don't trust that team anymore. I don't think they're good. I think if if Wake Forest comes out and just is slinging it around there and gets up, like good luck running back into this football game. You're not going to be able to. Yeah, I would. I I do like that, but also I'm kind of worried about Wake Forest. I mean, they kind of dropped some games that they should have won, and there's a lot of speculation going on about Sam Hartman if he's even going to be back next season at Wake. He might end up. There's a lot of speculation. He can still come back. Yeah. But I think it might be all but transfer or like grad transfer. I think. Well, because I think he's only a redshirt junior. God, he feels like he's been there forever. I mean, the thing is too with those guys that are also transferring, you kind of have to show out the, your last few games. I know he has like a pretty good resume already, but it doesn't hurt to right when you're transferring. I don't think you want to go out and throw four interceptions. Yeah, it's just it, it wakes this last couple of weeks just. Been like kind of tumbling down the hill a little bit. Yeah, but I think Syracuse I, I am happy. rolling down the hill. Oh yeah, I mean they're yeah. I mean this is a, this is the roll fest. Who's who stops the roll first? Mm-hmm. All right, going to the SEC. I talked about it last week. Give me Georgia minus twenty two and a half. Against Kentucky. Fuck you, Kentucky. You are going to get absolutely destroyed this game because you should have won last week against Vandy, but you can't. You can't beat Vandy. Guess what? Georgia's going to drop 35 on your fucking head and probably not going to let you score a goddamn point. They're going to destroy... I I think Levis gets... I wish there was an over-under on how many sacks Georgia gets because Kentucky's O-line is garbage. And I think Levis is going to get hit and pressured a lot. Do you want to know Kentucky's team total? Take a guess. Three and a half. 
It is not three and a half. Damn. But you could probably alt it if you have that option. No, I don't have that don't with either. team totals. But that we will get that soon. Though I, I, they well, they have like at least on my site. If it was like three and a half, I'd have an option for three. I'd have an option for four, and odds are that. But yeah, what is the team total? Guess. Ten. Fourteen. Hammer that! Oh like, that's my a big god. That's a big number. Biggest worry is if they put their second team in, but I mean, still, there's nothing confident about this Kentucky offense. That no, lead you to think they're going to score. No, they, there's conversations about how Kentucky's offensive coordinator is going to be moved up into the booth, and I think he's going to have an eagle's eye view of, oh my god, this offense is garbage. What what have I been doing all season? So yeah. I think that Georgia could put up whatever fucking number that they want on Kentucky. Fuck you, Kentucky. <laughs> you can tell I was a little salty about his bandy under point five. That, uh, outside of Ohio State, that was my biggest unit for season win total. And I'm I'm furious. I'm still pissed. Fuck you, Kentucky. All right, I got one more here. I hope your basketball team loses the SEC. I'm going to rapid fire three off, and then I got one big one. We're going to take Bryant. I'm willing to lay up to five against FIU. Vermont, they're going to be underdogs. I, I think they can win that game outright against Iona. And then Denver Moneyline, also going to be an underdog against Idaho State. But the big one I'm going to take is 7 o'clock tonight. Baylor plays Virginia. If you follow me on Twitter, at Betts, by the way, um, I have talked a ton about how I do not think this Virginia team is that good. When it comes to basketball, Connor, just because you return everybody that's average and basically been peaked for the last two years, why should I believe now suddenly you're going to jump off in the top ten? Virginia is sixth in Ken Palm right now. Yep. Like, why, after a terrible two years, like, in 2021 they weren't that good. Last year they missed the 2021 tournament. 2021 lost to OU. Yes. In the playoff. Thank you, Preston. Yes, that was awesome because we were all riding OU money. That, that that's game. where the Chipotle, the Connor Chipotle run, if we're ever down, came to fruition. Yeah, go run and get it and come back. That was awesome. I love that game. Funny enough, who's on that team now from OU is Ben Vanderplas. Yep, exactly. Last year, this was the same team kind of without Jay Huff. They still weren't very good. Now everybody's back. They got a transfer from OU who comes off the bench. Like, Why suddenly are they very good? I don't buy into it. I think they're going to be a seven seed at best. And Baylor is probably the second best team in the country. Between Flagler and George and Bridges, like this team is super good. They can score all the way. And, three, and Baylor can shoot the three. And if Virginia's going to run that pack line defense like they're going to forever, they haven't been able to defend a three at all. So I expect this to be a spot where Baylor's probably in control from like. I don't know, 8 to 12 points the entire game. The spread's only like 4.5. I would be willing to lay up to like 9 points here with Baylor. It's not going to get that close. but Don't hate it, but wouldn't be surprised with everything that's happened at Virginia. If, I wouldn't know, either. Virginia comes out inspired. I wouldn't I wouldn't either. Granted, I mean, it's two totally different sports, but as It's most, your school pride. As, yeah, as much as people know, like a college is a community. When a community gets hit like something big like that, like – who knows what could happen, but yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. I won't touch it though because of what I just said about. Well, you can sit back and watch it. But all right, I'm going to my last play of the game, and I hate it because I'm fading a team that I, I thought you were done. 
No, I have one pick oh. left. This is my okay. last pick. I hate it because it's a team that I have been on, been on their season win total. But on the other side, I have been on their season win total, and they've proven me right that I said that they needed to keep getting style points. Give me Tennessee minus 21 against South Carolina. I think Tennessee is going to put up a lot of points. I love you, South Carolina. Your defense isn't that good. We saw what happened last week where your special teams was the only way to get points. I think Virginia, or Virginia Tennessee is going to put up however many points that they want to try to get as get into the playoff. So I think this is an absolute ass-kicking. I like that too, and I think, like you said, like uh, we saw last week, they're calling timeouts towards the end of the game. They're definitely with Joe try. Milton in. <laughs> yeah, like they're going to try to put up a lot of points. And what has South Carolina done to make you believe in them? So, All I right. mean, I believed in them since the get go, and I believe that they're going to get their ass kicked in this game. <laughs> all right, we're out of here. Best luck this weekend. Let's win all our bets here. We're out of here. Peace.